This is a Media 8 production. This podcast may have explicit themes and swearing and may not be suitable for children. Look, I tell you the truth, when I look back, which you shouldn't do very often, when I look back at what could have caused the cancer, I'm convinced that it was the way I managed stress. Yeah, and, and, and I think that's so important. And everybody's got different levels of stress and you can't compare one person's stress to another. That's not about what it's about. It's how you manage stress. And I just hadn't managed stress in the last couple of years very well and, and that's what triggered it as far as I'm concerned. The world is full of amazing people and once a week I get the opportunity to interview one of them. My name is Brett McCallum and this is Awesome Human. Our Awesome Human guest today is an amazing woman, a friend, a mentor, a leader, a true bloody inspiration, a woman's business coach, a network marketing guru, best-selling author with her book, Extraordinary You, A Woman's Guide to Having It All. Her goal is to help people be the best version of themselves. She believes our past experiences are building blocks towards our goals. She says, no one should be ashamed of what they have or have not achieved, but be proud of themselves for keeping on trying. Everything happens for a reason. We can't all be famous, but we can all be great. I met this wonderful lady about 10 years ago now when I was in my network marketing career. And uh, it was one of those great times of my life. And since then, we keep going in and out of each other's lives. And uh, today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Megan Wolfenden. Hello, love. Sweet, Brett. Thank you so much. <laughs> you like my make, intro? How to make somebody feel awesome. Oh, you that's are, good. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, sitting across the table from you, I haven't seen you for probably about three months now. That's right. And you look amazing. Oh, thank you, mate. Well, hey, it's been a you journey. You've got the new do, the new crop. It's all happening. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. We At Christmas last year, we went to the airport. Right. We go away every year for Christmas. And myself, my wife, and the four kids are standing at the airport. And then you and Annette walk up yep. with your boys. Where are you guys going? <laughs> We're yes. going to New Zealand. Where are you going? So are you going on the boat? Yeah. And we went on the cruise. Oh, just so awesome, wasn't it? Oh, it was excellent. And was we were talking awesome. about it last night, actually, because... Remember we sat down, we're having a drink and a bit of a chat and Simone said to me, um, oh, what, what's going on? How's life and everything? Mm-hmm. You said, oh, I've actually just, I've got breast cancer and, uh, <laughs> and I'm going in on Monday. And it's like, fucking what? Yes. What? Oh my God. And then all of uh, a sudden my son decided to split his head open and that about was the end of our 20 minutes later <laughs> and we ran down to the emergency on the boat mm-hmm. and then we come back and Simone's gone. Did you hear what Megan said? <laughs> and then we got together and obviously we had a chat. So yeah. how are you feeling? Mate, I am on the other end of it. It's good. It's awesome. good. Yeah. And when I saw you, I knew that I would one day be clear of it. I never felt that it was going to kill me. Yep. So, you know, from that perspective, I always had a very positive um, outlook. And so it was just that that period of time where I had to get shit done and, and you know, so Are you better. a survivor or are you just not yet someone that no. this happened to or what, how do you how do you picture yourself now? Right now I'm still in my I'm, – I'm doing my insurance. I'm still doing chemo, okay. chemo now. Yep. And that will go through for another – I've got another six chemos, over three-weekly three, three weekly chemos, so that will yep. be February. And then they'll give a PET scan and then they say, yeah, you know, you're, you're clear or whatever. But um, so I, how I'm, are you feeling though? Do you uh, think you're – 
clear? Do you think you're I, getting clear? I made a decision to have all breast tissue removed, which is a pretty excessive yep. decision. Um, but because I took that extra time before our holiday yeah, yeah. to go and talk to specialists and, and, and I made a decision, I didn't ever want to deal with this again. So I was going to have both, both breasts removed. Yep. And so as far as I'm concerned, the tissue's all gone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel very confident and That's you just awesome. have to go through the process. So yeah. And I'm getting fit again and, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, I feel like I'm. And the hair's growing back. back? Yeah. Yeah, so that's, great. that's sort of April to now and uh <laughs> it's, it's doing good. But the thing is you've smiled through the whole way. Yeah. And I, I think um uh, another good friend of ours, Dilksy, went through this as well. And uh you look I ran into him the other week and oh, he yeah. looks great. And it's like you would never pick it's happened. And these people at this yeah. bitch of a disease gets it's just fucked up, really. Look, do you know, here in the Gold Coast, we have the most incredible um, medical. I, I just, I'm so grateful. And the fact that it was caught early for me, not yep. as early for Dilksy, but he still got through it, um, that that's key. And so, you know, if there's one message, go get tested. You know, anything the doctor tells you need to be tested at that age, go get tested. Go get tested. Yeah, absolutely. And just, just sort of the, the prevention is better than the cure. That's right. That's right. And for me, it was a bit of luck um, in some respects. Um, not for my mother-in-law. She, she got diagnosed with breast cancer. And um, so I just thought, oh, I better go get tested. That's the reason you went. That's why I went in. Wow. Yeah. And um, and so I, when they called me back, I thought, oh, it'll just be normal callback. Yeah. You, you know, women often get called back. And uh, yeah, no, it wasn't. Um, and were so you on your own, or was Aunt with you? I was on my own because I was convinced I'd be fine. Oh. But that meant that Anthony had both his mother and his mother and his wife diagnosed in the same month. You know, so oh, bloody hell! Yeah, that was. And my mother also told me that her cancer had come back that month, and my dad <laughs> was dealing with um, a, scar- a sarcoma in his arm and having radiation. I mean, it was just what you know, just life. How's <laughs> Ian? Oh, what a legend! <laughs> <laughs> he had a he had an eighteen month old business, you know, new yeah, business, yeah. and and all of this going on, and he was solely responsible for getting his mum to haul all of her appointments. Yep. And thank God, because then when it came to mine, he knew exactly what was going we on. Did. He asked the right questions. And I think that um, everybody just had a positive attitude and we just got the stuff done. What do we have to do today? You know, what has to be done tomorrow? What appointments got to book? And we just did it. And and that's what you got to do. You just got to knock And now them. you're coming out the other side. Yeah. And I'm February's the big month, eh? Hey? Um, yeah, February will be the big month. But you know what? Work is so fun. Now That's, you've got to get you've got to have something in your life that you just want to keep progressing with. Yeah. And I did make the mistake of saying, "Oh, you know, it's a bit strange not being able to work on my goals for for eight months." And somebody said, "Hey, no, living is a goal." I'm like, "Oh yeah, 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 right there." Because you're very much a goal oriented person. I remember when we totally. first met, the the thing was about vision boards and goals, and 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 that's the type of person you are. And I bet you never on any of that you ever thought that this would actually happen to you. Oh though. mate, no. I mean, I've always had the um the bathing suit photo in there, and that was my you know, vision of health, yep. <laughs> beautiful. So it never occurred to me to like really think more about internal health and, and being a bit more, well, look, i tell you the truth. When I look back, which you shouldn't do very often, when I look back at what could have caused the cancer, yeah. I'm convinced that it was the way I managed stress. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and and I think that's so important. And everybody's got different levels of stress and you can't compare one person's stress to another. That's not about what it's about. It's how you manage stress. And I just hadn't managed stress in the last couple of years very well yeah. and, and that's what triggered it as far as I'm concerned. 
But, Amazing, um, isn't it? When you actually think back and go, well, what is there a moment? Is there a bit? Is it all accumulation of one thing? Mm. And you can pinpoint it. I, I think that that's awesome because then you can actually sit there and go, well, let's not do that again. Well, <laughs> you, you can get a bit stupid because you can say, is there too much radiation in my house and, you know, too much salt or not salt, but, you know, too many yeah. chemicals, too many different things. And you, and you can start to go nuts. And, and that's stressful in itself. And did you go through that process? A very short one. Very, very quick. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is not working for me. I'm uh, going to put it down to stress and yeah. I'm going to have more fun. <laughs> and, and what a great way to live. Yeah. So right. the whole idea of Awesome Humans is to hear about you, hear about your life story. We're going to start at the very, very beginning. Sweet. And we want to go through the whole process. And... We could go off on tangents. We could go anywhere. And so there's no rules. So <laughs> the only rule is if you don't want to say something, then don't say it. Yeah. Otherwise, the world's going to hear about it. Perfect. And uh, and that's that's the joy and the fun of this is, is the fact it. that people always talk about their business or talk about they never actually go back and think about themselves. Yeah, yeah? yeah. So the first question I always ask is what's your first ever memory? How far back can you go and what is it? Yeah, I can go back to about – Somewhere between age two and three. Wow. Yeah. That's unusual. And um, did you ever watch Romper Room? Yeah. Yeah. Of so course. I knew that if Romper Room was on in the morning, I was late for kindy. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you see, that was my life. My mum was always late. Yeah. Without a doubt. And um, there's more to that story. But my, um, I had the Romper Room mug. And so I, at that age, I was big enough to go and get milk, pour milk in my in my romper room cup and wait until they had the milk come out and drink it with the, the show, you know. <laughs> and um, so I didn't mind that I was late for kindy. I was missing story time, but yeah. I was getting romper room and the milk. So, so that was all right. life's good, life's good. And was romper room <laughs> the one where they said the names at the end? Yes. Like, did did Megan ever come oh, up? Oh, absolutely. But oh, really? I was always heading out the door at oh, the end. So you know, Mum's like, it. oh, we're late, we're late. No, I don't miss some of that. But, yes, it had that that magnifying glass, didn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, right. I can see this. But, yeah, well, no, yeah. the good old days, but weren't they? I've actually remembered that because I've looked back and realised that my mum was um, depressed okay. after, after the um, divorce Yeah. for most of my, year, you know, primary and, and high school, I think. So how old were you when your parents got divorced? Two. Two, were you? Mm, okay. Yeah. And so how many kids? Um, there was uh, my older brother, six years older than me, yep. and me. Yeah. So eight and two. And um, we, they didn't get divorced for years. It was way before all the family law courts and took a long time. But in the meantime, Dad had another four kids that okay. I'm very close with. They're all so there's here in the six Coast. of you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it is good. And so you were just with your mum? So do you stay yeah. with your mum during that time? Yeah, and just went every second weekend to visit dad and my okay. brothers and sisters. And, and um, that young, is that just you just knew that's what you did, so that's what you did? Or was it was it, it unusual? It worked well for me because um, I was very self-sufficient and uh -huh. mum obviously with her sort of undiagnosed depression slept a lot. Okay. So I was free. I could do what I want <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I did. I did. That's good. <laughs> Well, that's fair so, enough. So that was where life was. It were, so where know, was that? Where were you born? Sydney. In Sydney. Yeah, where in Sydney? Sydney. Oh, um, Sylvania Waters. Oh, actually. nice. Yeah, and I remember that house when I was two and I remember the kindy and I've been back there since and they look a lot smaller when you're… Yeah, they do, when you're a lot bigger. <laughs> <laughs> and so where did you go to school? Where um, did you go? You went to preschool, obviously, yeah, during started, romper room days. Yeah, that's right. Started in Cronulla yep. um, and um, and then head pretty quickly on to Wallara. Well, our school in the eastern suburbs because mum said she always, always wanted to live in the eastern suburbs. So okay. uh, we moved there and, and um, so I was an eastern suburbs chick. There you go. And yeah. that was, so that was what, infants and primary type yeah, school? Yeah, yeah, about kindy I moved, uh, halfway through first year of school. And right then there. where did you go to high school? 
Um, I went to a school called Kambala in Rose Bay. Okay. And um, Beautiful part of the world. Beautiful part of the world. And, and I can remember doing HSC in art and looking out the window and writing about the opera house and there it was right in front of me. Mm. Uh, it was just magnificent, absolutely magnificent. And at yeah. school, were you a nerd? Were you a jock? Were you one of those girls that just got on with everyone? Uh, yeah. How I got did you fit with, in? I got everyone with everyone, but I love to go and like sort of find out about people and learn about them. And I, you know, I did end up in the high maths group. So there was a lot, a lot of Chinese girls in our, in our year. So I tried to get to know that culture really well. Okay. Um, so you were a networker back then? I was a networker back then. <laughs> you were Loved born it. for it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, just I, as far as um, schoolwork was concerned, I was lazy, yeah. totally lazy. And I, for so the, were you smart? So did you still pass and did all that stuff? Well, yeah, see, it's different to now. Our kids would never do this. But mm. back then when it was, you know, out of 100, you know, 100%, yeah. right, my decision was to get 52%, so I That's always passed. Right? I never did. Well, <laughs> so, but you know what I did? I counted. So 52 gave me that two point yeah. edge, right? So it's made, and I would get 52, 52, 52, 52, <laughs> and these teachers like, Megan, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm, you know, going to sleep. <laughs> um, and, and they will just work a bit harder. I said, yeah, yeah, when it's important, I'll work harder for now. I, I'm fine. I'll yeah. get through and do what I need to do. Because <laughs> I'm that that flag personality, you know, the the um, the S and the disc, you know. Okay. I just don't, don't want to work too hard. No, I'll I'll do what I have to do. Work and, smart. Yeah, we had that right. conversation that's earlier. Right. <laughs> so you went from high school to uni? Did you go to university? I did. I went to University of Sydney and I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I didn't get the marks for vet. So okay. instead I went to science with the idea of changing over to vet. But after a few months of, you know, because mum had said when I finished school, she said, great, you finished school, go and get an apartment. I'm selling the house. I'm going travelling. So okay, okay <laughs> thanks, thanks mum. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know any better and I got an apartment in Double Bay, didn't I? Nice. Yeah, Double Bay, Double Pay. Yeah. Um, and you know, working part-time in the yogurt shop didn't quite pay that bill. Um, so I soon ended up working at a 24 hour restaurant. Do you remember the old pancakes at the movies? Yeah, yeah. Pancakes Rocks? yeah. Well, they're 24 hours. So I worked there and they would pay me double shifts and then double time. And it was nice. brilliant. And, um, so in first year uni, I realized there was no way I was going to transfer to vet and stay at uni for seven years. That was not happening. I couldn't afford it. Yeah. And I didn't like it. And so I just decided to do subjects that I liked at uh, uni, so I did anatomy and physiology because I was into the gym and everything then, yep. so I just did those subjects that excited me. And then what did that give, like, did you have a goal then, okay, well, I'm going to change subjects, so then I'll be a PE teacher or I'll be oh, this or I'll be that? I had no idea, mate. You just did I the subjects? No, I just need to finish. <laughs> and I barely scraped through, like skin of my teeth. What, well, did you get a Bachelor of Arts Bachelor or something? Bachelor of Science. Bachelor of Science. Yeah. Oh, but very they smart. they had this thing called past conceded, PC. Yeah. So you'd get P's and C's and D's, past credits, distinctions, and I got these PCs. Okay. Past conceded, like you know, barely. Just past fifty-two. And I think you're allowed. Yeah, because that's right. I think you're allowed a couple of those, and I got the maximum of those that I could get. Well done. <laughs> so it took me a little bit longer than people realised, but you know, got there, got there. And have you ever used it? Never. <laughs> never, ever, never. So what ever do you say it? to your boys now? Do you say if you don't want to go to uni, don't go and get a job, or do you say? Go to university or do you say become an entrepreneur? What what um, where do you point uh, their heads towards? Yeah, I'm a bit of a, a uni. And they're both snob. completely different to each other. Yeah, but they're both like 
A students yeah. and they both don't know what they want to do. Well, actually Pete thinks he might want to do something in biomed where he designs the the implements that goes into knees and brains and things like that. As so, you, do. you know, yeah. something like that. At what, six, 15, 16? 16. That's, that's where I was thinking at the time. <laughs> How can I reconstruct the knee? Yeah. <laughs> look, look, when they're going through school, the most important thing for me is their diligence or, you know, the, yep. the, the, work, the work that they put in. And if they're getting good scores in that, then – then I'm happy with that. But they do happen to be good students. Yeah. So we went to um, Griffith and UT and UQ and um, the, all those open days. Man, I wanted to go back to uni. They look so <laughs> looks like fun, fun. doesn't it? And they've got this Go Global where you go to Griffith and you go overseas for a yeah. year. Oh, my God, can I do that again? <laughs> and, and I said to Anthony, if you had it all over, what would you do? And he went, oh, medicine. And oh, I said, really? yeah, me too. That looked like fun. <laughs> well, we didn't get, I didn't get the marks for it. But yeah. <laughs> You could go in as a mature age student. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm, I'm sure the boys would love that. Rock up and mums at uni oh, with me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that happened to me actually when I was at school. One of the mums, when I was near 11, come back and did year 11 and 12 at the same time as their kid. Oh, that's rough. It was so embarrassing for yeah. the poor bugger. Do it yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Do but it yeah, no. And yeah, it was uh, probably not the best idea mm, ever. We do have to let the kids have their own journey. You do very mm. much so, but we're we're the same. Like as long as they try their hardest and they get and they're kind, that's all I'm after. I don't yeah. care what I, they I'm do. I'm having trouble with the kindness of my 16 year old at the moment because he's just, he's just 16? around like the, everything is just around his nose. That's his whole world <laughs> is what's right in front of him. And um, so thinking of other people is a little difficult yeah. at the moment. It's, uh, I think it's not just your child. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's all children at yeah. that age. <laughs> yeah. And eat. How much can these kids eat? Oh, mate. He's just growing. He's taller than Anthony. He grew an inch in a month, I reckon. But just the physical. And the thing is they don't get fat. It doesn't affect. Mm. All they do mm. is just seem to grow mm. and they just eat. Like <laughs> yes. I just don't eat know, and sleep. I just don't understand. Yeah, and, and yeah, well, we, we we went through the whole thing of um, my my eldest, which is obviously the same age as Pete. Um, she's the laziest kid on the planet. She's there. She's that. Then we found out she had Ross River fever, and it was oh, uh, no. yeah, really good parenting. That's like the other one. No, she kicked and broke know. a foot, and we said, "Ah, oh, toughen up, princess. She'll be right." Three weeks <laughs> later, got X-ray, and she's in a cast. And yeah, good parents we are. <laughs> Teaching them independence and to are, speak yeah. up. And yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. So you went from uni and then what did you do? What was your first job out of oh, uni? Oh, mate, I had lots and lots of job interviews because I still didn't know what I wanted to do. And so you're um, sitting there, you got your certificate, I've got a Bachelor of Science. Yeah. What am I going to do? I have no idea. No, well, so at university have these these tables like a fair, a job yeah. fair, and you just go and hand your resume to every one of them and see who calls you back. Really, honestly. <laughs> so Procter & Gamble called me back, ANZ called me back, a number of other people. And I ended up going to um, some high-level interviews with them and um, I, I had the gift of the gab. I could bullshit quite well through interviews. Mm. And um, so I actually got offered jobs by both of them. But here's the thing. Procter & Gamble was out at Parramatta, so an hour and a half drive each way. Yeah, you don't do that. And I had to wear a lab coat. Oh. Yeah, an ANZ in the city wearing a suit, finishing <laughs> early, you know, compared to the uh, – just that's how I made my career decision. <laughs> <laughs> we go back to the laziness thing. I love it. No, you just can't work that hard, you know. Come on, there's other things to do. There is. You've got to have fun. Got to have fun. In the banking industry as well. So oh. what did you do at ANZ? Well, you and Paul talked about banking the other day yeah, and yeah. they brought back all the memories. <laughs> what a – oh, the drinking. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous, wasn't oh, it? I know. It was before, um, before they even – Put it on, it had to declare that yeah, there was yeah. alcohol on the bill. Yeah, yeah we'll give them corporate cards yes. to then just go and entertain clients. It's like, okay then. And taxi taxi vouchers. Yeah, yeah. Cab charge vouchers. And um, we, we also had a boardroom. 
And uh, so it was Friday night drinks in the boardroom. Yep. Oh, and there was quite a large age range because the head of our department would have been in his 60s. And, you know, we had new recruits coming in at 20. Yeah. So 20 to 60. And there was everything going on. It was crazy. I was already with the Anthony 60 then. 60-year-old's been doing it for 40 years. Yeah, That's the scary part. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, and there was some, you know, marriage breakups and all sorts of things going on in the stairwell. And, oh, man, it was crazy. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. So you were with Ant then? When did you meet Ant? When I was 19. Oh, wow. Yeah, 31 years together. At uni? Um, he was at New South when I was at Sydney. Yep. Um, I met him at a party. Okay. But I was already going out with a couple of guys at the time, so oh, I didn't. Like yeah, the bachelorette. Like a, well, that's where you can work hard. You yeah, know, yeah. you're doing a few interviews at once, right? <laughs> and um, and so then when I ran into him again, I thought, oh, yeah, I'd like to catch up with him again. So um, I called him up because I knew his sister, so I knew his name, right? Okay. So I called him and um, and I called him. We spoke for three hours and at the end of three hours he still hadn't asked me out. I thought, oh, man, you got one last chance here. <laughs> so I asked him out and then that was it. We, we were together from from then on. But, wow. um, yeah, it wasn't because he worked hard, let me tell you. Knew <laughs> <laughs> so what I wanted, though. 31 years. 31 years. And how long yeah. was that marriage? Oh, we got married about um, seven years after we met. Wow. Yeah. That's good, isn't yeah, it? You were a long one too. Yeah, we're long. We're yeah. uh, we're 27 years this year yeah, and brilliant. we've been married for 22. Brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, it's great. Oh, it's and there's great. not many of us left, is there really? No, but a lot of my friends are long-termers. Yeah. Yeah, I was telling you before, you know, all my Sydney friends are divorced and all my Gold Coast friends are long-term marriages. Yeah, yeah it's interesting because I was in a big group of friends and mm. all the ones that got married um, – there's probably only two or three that have got divorced or, yeah. or moved on. Yeah. And whereas up here, all my, let's call them new friends, um, yeah, a lot of them aren't together anymore or have moved on. They're on their uh, different marriages. And so, yeah, yeah it's really, it's, it's interesting how, but I think that's also a cultural thing. Like you said before with Sydney is oh. that people are just too busy. Sydney's yeah. hard, I think. I was just there on Wednesday and it's, You've got to spend time right. and you've got to make a, yeah. an effort and do all that sort of stuff. Mm. And I think we're, we're lucky because we do, similar to you guys, we travelled around the world together. Yeah. And I think once you've spent that much time in a confined space with the same person <laughs> and didn't kill them, I think that, yeah, she's, she's a keeper. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, we lived in the US together and when you first go and start in a new country, yep. it's hard. It's tough. Yeah. 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 So you met Ant and you're now starting to go out. We're working yep. at ANZ. Yeah. What are we doing fun. at ANZ? What was your job there? Um. Oh, man, manager and a corporate manager. I don't okay. remember exactly. It was yep. lots of balance sheets and boring stuff. How long did you stay there? Six years I stayed there. Oh, wow. Yeah. In Sydney? In Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was and where, fun. what was Ant doing at the time? Um, he he found that if he changed jobs regularly, yeah. his pay went up rapidly. Oh, we like that. Yeah, so every six months he'd find a new IT company. Yeah. And he ended up at um, Arthur Anderson. Okay. And uh, he was already starting to lose his hair and he, he's actually shaved his head one day and one of the partners came and said, oh, are you doing that for a dare? <laughs> <laughs> so he realised pretty soon after that he wasn't right for Arthur Anderson, but he, he, he stayed in IT and corporate. And, yeah. And, and so did you do the thing where you were both earning sort of similar money and then all of a sudden his IT job started to get more and then you're having oh, the competition mate. about how – because we did that. Mate, we he's just went time. through the roof. Yeah, and, we, yeah. and the, I remember walking into work one day and uh, they said, oh, who wants to work in IT? I went, yeah, I will. And then, well, okay, he doubled my salary. Yes. So I've gone home that night to Simone and I've said, <laughs> honey, I know you're in front. Like we've got this little competition going. I think she was making 27 grand. I was mm-hmm. on 25. Mm-hmm. And I said, I just got a pay rise. And she goes, oh, how much? I went, 52 grand. And she goes, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> And and it was just it was one of those things that was like I actually never bothered trying to keep up then. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but no, he... back then IT was sort of it was only really it wasn't starting off, but it was just starting to get most companies are are now okay. Well, we know we're going to do this, so let's move into it. Yeah. So it was a good time to get back into it. Then. Yeah. Well, you're right because my starting salary was 26, and, yeah. and his was like 28. Yeah. And <laughs> every every job we go to, a few more thousand, a few more yeah. thousand. <laughs> just keeps growing, just, growing. Yeah, yeah. So then, where when did we decide to get married? How'd that all happen? Oh, you know that's did you get down on one knee. Well, or did you get down mm, on one thing? Okay, all coming no, out now. Tell the story. I told him that I didn't need to get married until we were having children. Okay, so he was happy with that. Yeah, you know, and we bought houses and rental properties together, and you know, joint bank accounts and what have you, no problem. But um, something clicked, and I changed my mind. Oh. <laughs> twenty six. So we'd been together long enough. I twenty six. And, oh, actually, even more to the story that you'll understand, my mother-in-law was sitting down with us and we were doing a goal session. Yeah. And so she said, so, you know, kids getting married? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. And Anthony said, oh, no, we don't want to get married. And I turned around like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get married now. <laughs> but you told so, me you didn't. Yeah, I <laughs> Poor know. Bugger. I know. He's had a lot of versions of Megan in his life and he just has to work out which version it yeah, is at the okay. moment, you know. So That's fair enough. <laughs> and did he get down on one knee? Um, Remember when he proposed? Yes, I, he, we went um, – we, we were sharing one car and the car broke down. So we were supposed to go away one weekend and I knew he had the ring and uh, what okay. have you. And we couldn't go away so we went to the Intercontinental in Sydney. Yep. And he took me out to dinner and he didn't ask. And I'm like, oh, jeepers, what's going on? I know on? you've got the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I no. checked the undie drawer. Oh, I, I know, know. you got it. <laughs> and then that, yeah, that night in, in um, I think on the top floor of the Intercontinental, he oh. got down on one knee, but he didn't want to do it in public. So, <laughs> Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. He's yes. an old sweetie at heart. Yeah, well, and he's well trained too. Yeah, he's, I suppose. He's yeah. Good. It's probably he's good more. Like you. Yeah, I'll just do what I'm told. It's much easier. <laughs> yeah. So then we, we we get married. Then where do we go? Are we oh, still in Australia at the time? Um, yeah. So within um, so on our honeymoon. Yep. Where was that? Oh, we. <laughs> Anthony said, "Honey, do you mind if we don't go straight away after our wedding, and instead on you know the day after our wedding, go up to Coolum and have a couple of days up there, and then go on our honeymoon overseas?" Nice. Right. I'm so yeah, yeah, fine. There was an IT conference on in Coolum. <laughs> you didn't know that bit. Oh, look, I, I, you know what? It just meant I was having a longer holiday. It was all good. Yeah, it was yeah. his stuff. And and it was when IT was so exciting and even more alcohol than in banking. Yeah. And, you know, it was a lot of fun. And so we went and stayed at the Hyatt Regency Coolum. He went to this conference all day. I went and had massages. Oh, not and bad I jumped, then. I jumped on the um, tourist bus up to Fraser Island. Oh, nice. And people are saying, oh, yeah, what are you? Oh, I'm on my honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> on my own. <laughs> on my own, on the Fraser Island. But he didn't worry me at all because then we got on the plane and did Hong Kong, um, Malaysia, Singapore, and we did a couple of islands yep. in, in, in um, Asia. So it was beautiful, absolutely beautiful honeymoon. Uh, and on the way back... We also then went over to California. Okay. Because he had an opportunity to do a test in California um, that got him another IT certification. Yep. So he went in and did this test. Um, and he could have done Cisco. it in Australia. No, but, no, no. no oh, he, had this, to go. he couldn't. <laughs> That's yeah, right he then. couldn't. And um, the company we worked for wouldn't pay for it, but it was okay. all about, you know, what his company was doing. And um, so we went and did this test. And as we're there, there were a whole lot of people introducing themselves. As it turned out, Cisco was giving bonuses to people who brought in people that could be employed. Oh, okay. So, you know, if you found somebody worthy of employment yeah. and they got employed, you, you got earned $10,000. Nice. 
So these people were coming and introducing themselves and we didn't know who they were because this test was really specific, yeah. right? And um, there was only two people in, in outside the US that had this certification and he passed, right? So then we start getting – he starts getting all these job offers – in and the US. In the US. Yeah. And so we came home for, you know, a couple of weeks. The job offers happened and that's it. We're out of here. Really? Yeah. So, so is it something you always wanted to do? Did you always want to go to the States or yeah, travel or? Yeah, always envisage. Well, the plan was two years in the States and two years in the, in the UK. Yep. And um, we never left the States. Oh, really? <laughs> it was 10 years in the States. We did get UK offers. Yeah. But uh, we got pretty established in Silicon Valley and loved it. So we, we did that. We had 18 months in the UK. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. And 10 years later, we come back with two kids. 10 years. Yeah. 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 10 <laughs> years. Like, oops. Yes. Our two were born in California. So, so. do they get American citizenship? Yeah. They do. So, yeah. they what you, how did you get there with sponsored visas? So, yeah. Cisco sponsored um, Anthony on a, a superstar, you know, yep. visa. And I got the spouse visa. Okay. And so I had nine months off before I could actually work. Yep. And um, and then I started working for Cisco as well. Oh, okay. And after us, we had that, our children, yeah. it was after 9-11. And okay. they wanted anyone on green cards to become citizens. Yep. So we thought, well, our kids are American citizens. We should become citizens. So we became citizens and that was great. Yeah. But then when we came back here, it was all too hard. So um, we ended up giving up citizens, US. US citizenship. So you couldn't hold jewel. Oh, mate, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. You're treated like a real alien if you're an Over American there or alien. here? Oh, the American system. It's okay. very hard. Yeah. So, so did the boys keep theirs? Yeah, but they don't have to worry about taxes or anything until they start working over there. Okay. So, so they, they can, can, it means they can go over and work there though. Yeah. Oh, they can awesome. go to university there, work there, whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So we're in Cisco. We're in Silicon Valley. Yeah. And what are you doing at Cisco? Um. Oh, I had about 10 jobs there. I did everything. The Australians are known for being very... Uh, versatile. Yep. Uh, Americans will go into a funnel and, and stick to very specialists. Yes. Whereas the Australians can do anything. So I did um, I did HR, marketing. Um, I set up – when e-learning wasn't even – didn't even yep. exist, I set up an e-learning portal. Okay. Had a lot of staff. Um, and then once I went part-time with the children, I did things like um, a company turned 20 mm-hmm. and they wanted all employees to do 20 hours of volunteer service mm-hmm. in, that tw- in that year. And so I organised a whole lot of volunteer service and – you know, I did some amazing stuff over there. I just put my hand up and kept moving yeah, around. Definitely. Loved it. Loved it. it. Yeah. And where did you live? Oh, right in Silicon Valley okay. in um, a place called Milpitas. Yep. But it's right next door to Cisco and it's, you know, your 880 and 101 and all those freeways, they go everywhere. You yeah. Know? yeah. So get you all go all around the, the world. So, so is that what you then decided? We're going to now live here and we're going to travel around the world? Yeah. Or travel around the States? Or yeah. what, what was the decision that was made? Um. Well, our company only gave – Two weeks holiday a year. Okay. And two weeks of sick leave. Yep. But you could use your sick leave as holiday as well. But we just went to our bosses and said, hey, can we take another couple of weeks here, another couple of weeks? And so we would take eight weeks unpaid leave every year and Mm -hmm. just go. And people would say, how do you go on so many holidays? It's like, well, we just don't get paid. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. We enjoy Uh, ourselves. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. So we um, we travelled so many places and did Machu Picchu and a lot of bucket list stuff. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So when I first met you, you were uh, obviously other than at school. We first met when the kids went to school together. Um, You were in a company at the time called Mona V. Right. 
So Mona V, for those who don't know, is a, a substantial network marketing company. Right. I think it was the first network marketing company to make a billion dollars. Yes. Um, and it was um, a juice, which was amazing juice. That's and that right. made you feel good. Um, what, how'd that happen? When, when did we go there? You're at Cisco oh, still? Yeah. Mm, yeah. I was, so I was at Cisco and I, um, with the, we were going through the, um, the, the boom. Yep. And, you know, we weren't paying attention to our Cisco stock or anything. And we were earning, they were giving us bonuses and stock and you name it. And everything was booming, but we were working so hard. We put no attention into our finances. Yeah. Absolutely. No, we just left it there. Everybody did. You're also in your, in your 20s, early 30s. Yeah. Like, that doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Won't need that till later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, But my mother-in-law sent me Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yep. Best book ever. Best book ever. And uh, read it and thought it was interesting and then found that um, Robert Kiyosaki was in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, okay. And I just became a student of his. So yep. I thought, bugger this working stuff. I'm going to go and buy properties. And um, so – I, because I had the kids, I pretty much had to, I quit work and just started doing properties. And um, I was at a Robert Kiyosaki function and sat next to this woman who's just amazing. And she starts sort of whispering to her husband about something she's doing. And I, you know, very clever. I wanted to hear more. <laughs> and um, so she mentioned this, this juice. And I walked away from that with, you know, four boxes of juice and yep. went home and started drinking it. And I just thought it was great for people who had inflammation and arthritis. So I rang my mother-in-law and said, here, drink this. And so she got started. And um, and then I was about to leave California. We were packing up house, moving back to Australia. It was time for the kids. Why? Why, why um, did we want to leave? I saw the writing. Oh, actually, we'd already been through the bust. Yep. But um, and that that was tragic. So we, we you know we saw our stock options go from six million to zero overnight. Yeah. It was crazy, and I thought you know I don't really want to be working this hard with children. I don't want my kids um, educated in California. Yep. They need to know their family. Anthony's Anthony can transfer back, and we just thought it's time to leave. Yep. So ten years was enough. You just know, don't you? Well, it was, it was enough at about eight years, and it yeah. took two years to make it all come together. And so we were just about to move back and my mother-in-law rings me and she said, this stuff is so amazing. You have to find out everything you can about this juice before you leave. And I'm like, yeah, no, I can't. I've got two weeks. <laughs> I'm and busy. She goes, she goes, no, Megan, you don't understand. You have to. I'm like, oh, okay. It's got to listen to my mother-in-law. <laughs> so um, I cooked up th- with this woman and um, said, can you come and, in, you know, introduce this to my friends and, and uh, tell us what's going on? So she flew over from Florida and um, I had a group of friends come and, and she gave a presentation. And who was that woman? That woman was Onyx Cole. Love her. Oh, she's amazing. What a great she's amazing. woman. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But you're, I visited her last last year actually. Yeah. And um, and so she she actually had never had any business dealings with California. And so when I said, you know, I'll fly you over to California and you you can hang out with some friends, which I don't know anyone in California. <laughs> and she wasn't used to, you know, the Silicon Valley types asking lots of questions and needing all the detail and what have you. And how long had she up, been in the business this time? Oh, about like three months. Oh, okay. So she nothing. was a newbie as well. Yeah, yep. yeah. And, um, but she was a very good businesswoman and she had a lot of real estate contacts. And so she was really starting to build her business quickly. And um, so I introduced a couple of my Silicon Valley friends. They all get started. I moved back to Australia and Onyx kept helping them. And then I started showing people here. Yep. And uh, it just boomed in both areas. And suddenly I had a business I didn't even know I needed. You know, <laughs> well, I knew I needed a business. I didn't know I was going to get it. And it yeah. was just phenomenal and allowed for incredible travel. I just, oh, the travel was phenomenal. <laughs> so when, when you made the decision, 
shit, this is what we're going to do. This this is full time. Yeah. I, I can really do this. Yeah. Because one of the things that you also got out of that is you then became a public speaker. That's right. You did a lot of sort of um, coaching and mentoring and teaching and all that's that right. sort of stuff. Yeah. And that's, I know, what you love now. Yeah. And that, that's where you're moving towards now. Yeah. Um, when Was there a day that the penny just dropped and thought, because like when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, to me, I went, literally took that book and I don't read, gave that to my wife and said, you have to read that. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Just read it. And then she read it and then we started our property career and that's, yeah. that's when we did. And that changed. Like, I know the day, the day that that changed our life, yep. right? Yep. Was there a moment with Mona V and network marketing that you realising, holy shit, this is, this is it? There's been a few big moments um, and one of them was I went to uh, – so Robert Kiyosaki had a, a mentor called um, Jane Johnston mm-hmm. and she had helped him do all the goal setting and then the planning for the cash flow uh, cash flow game. Yep. And so she was doing um goal setting class. And this was J- January 2006. Okay. I actually came across Monavie in March of 2006. In January 2006, um, Anthony and I went to this goal setting a weekend. And um, and was he into that or did you drag him? Oh, you know, he's a good husband. He does. That's he what does, he's told. Yeah, 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 so because obviously his head as an IT techie, which is yeah. what he was. Yep. Um, doesn't think like that. Um, they, they, they're very structured. They do things in certain ways and stuff. Totally. So when you're sitting there going, come on, honey, we're going to a goal setting <laughs> class, he's going, yay. <laughs> totally, yeah. totally. And it was a very intense course. We came out with 12 or 13 goals each. Some were joined, some were similar goals, mm-hmm. you know, and some were personal goals. And um, at the end of that course, we we sat down in the bar with a few other people and said that was a terrible course. There was no... 30, 60, 90 day action items. There was no there was a presentation was crap. You know, we just wrote Picked it off. It to bits, yep. Yep. And I put the 13 goals I had in a box and they flew to Australia, you know. So um, it wasn't until December or uh, no. So one of the goals was that I wanted to earn $60,000 per month yep. US and I did ounces of gold in Australian dollars yeah. by the 31st of December. I okay. wanted that month to be 60,000 and I had no idea where I was getting this from. I mean, yeah. we were buying properties and things like that, but we'd run out of extra Where'd the cash. number come from? Where'd the 60K come from? I have no idea. Just plucked it out of your backside? No, yeah, packed yep. out of nowhere. Um, well, I knew that there was one property, big property we were making 20 grand on, so I think yep. maybe it's like get through two get more of those. those. I wouldn't yeah, have enough sense. deposit to do that. Yeah. But, you know. and, um, and, and so that was set for December of that year and then in March I found this piece of paper and we'd done it. Wow. And it, but so, so stuff just kind of rolled on. It just, yeah. you know how, what is it that they say opportunity is when um, preparation and, so what is it? Luck is the, is when opportunity and present, uh, and preparation come together. Yep. And, and it, it was just like that, you know, we'd done all the work and, and then we just kept doing what we had to do every single day and it happened. So when I look back, I think, yeah, there was, that goal setting class was really important for, mm-hmm. you know, subconscious. Meeting Onyx was just, I didn't even know what I didn't know. Yep. Um, and then once we started getting those results, obviously we just poured every all our time into that yeah, and, for sure. and, and went for it. So you got to, I think it was Royal Black Diamond yeah. because that's one yep. of the things in network marketing, it still cracks me up. Uh, they've all got <laughs> these little titles and yep. they, they, they and all the different network marketing companies have them and You're stuff like that. You're supposed to know what that means. Yeah, but it just sounds posh. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. But, but so you guys got to a very high level. Obviously yeah, you, were the, yeah. you were the largest uh, or the, the most um, highest grade in Asia Pacific at the time, um, and the US was 
going off chops, as they like to say, mm-hmm. and uh, and Australia was going really well. Mm-hmm. And then I think you made a decision to go into that Asian market. And mm-hmm. I find it really interesting when you hear people's mm-hmm. stories is that when you look back at what you were doing in school, when yeah. when you were young, that's right, and you were getting on with all the Asian kids and learning about the culture and all that sort of that's stuff, right. you then come pretty much full circle, yeah. And then you go back, and the thing I love about network yeah. marketing and it is all about paying it forward. And yeah, I remember um, when I first got into it, my presentation was all about pay forward. I didn't really give a shit about the business. You help people, they help people, and everyone makes money. And I still believe in that. Um, but it's really interesting that you then go that full circle to come back to that That's Asian true. market. Yeah. And you met a few people and obviously it just grew and grew. Yeah. But then might have got sold. Yeah. There was, what happened there? That's all. Uh, you can put greed. Um, greed, yeah. Not, so it became a billion-dollar company mm-hmm. and it takes a special CEO to run Ooh, that. Yeah, very much so. And uh, we didn't have the right people in the top jobs. Yep. And I just think that. It all started falling apart. Oh, they some of the top people took money out of the company um, just before the GFC. Okay. And they didn't have to pay it back. But then the GFC came and, you know, every, everybody's businesses fell. Everyone got affected. And yep. then the investors said, hey, hold on, we want our money back. And and that really just was the end because they put somebody in in the corporate and it all started falling apart. So the company got sold and um, for a, a – tiny tiny fraction of even its cash flow yep. you know and it was it was all last minute and, but you've got there's the bit i find interesting you've got a whole pile of really good business people mm-hmm. running really big businesses mm-hmm. within a corporation yeah did those people ever come together and say why don't we buy it or was that a lot not- of people tried oh yeah, did they yeah, did, yeah, did yeah, they but okay. it, was, it was the investment company had final decision okay and um maybe they were keeping some money in it we never really found out so yeah. they wanted the right people to run it and unfortunately a really high level distributor is not capable of running a corporate oh, I agree yeah 100% you know, and yeah. so um it yeah it was and that's the problem with network marketing is yep. you don't own your business yes you know that that that's the disappointing thing, but when you when you run your business and it goes well, you can make a hell of a lot of money. Um, and and so Junes, that what it's called? Jeunesse bought so it. So Jeunesse bought it. Yeah, and they were a French company. No, it's just a French name. Oh, yeah, what are they? But, no, just they're some... American, but <laughs> American company. But they start they're Orlando. They're not Salt Lake City. Okay, went the other side. Makes a difference. Yeah. Yes, and um, it, it changes the religious dynamic. Okay, because so, yes. that's a big thing in the states, isn't it? The, the um, whole religious piece in most network and marketing, corporations. Yeah, most network marketing companies start in, you know, Orlando. Uh, sorry, in Utah, I think, and uh, yeah. and so it's uh, the other thing about Jeunesse is even though they're a American company, they opened first in Asia. And they oh, opened on okay. the 9th of the 9th 09, so they knew what the hell they were doing. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. So it's a much more Asian-based company. Okay. Um, but the Asian people love the fact that it is an American. And so company. that obviously must have had a monetary effect on your business mm. because yeah. you go from a juice company to a company that does well, now does a bit of juice and does some facial stuff and all those sort of things. And you go from being the high flyer, yeah. In this business yeah. to be, oh, shit, what do I do now? Did you ever think about giving it all away? Um, oh, you've got to. You've got to think yeah. about that because you've made commitments to your team. Yeah. You've said, I'll help you do this. This is great. And and so you've made commitments and you've got to work out how to fulfill those commitments to the, the people that you care about. Yeah. And um, in my case, 
I realised that we were still in the right place. Okay. But I also recognised that other people didn't like being told that they had to go to this new company. Nobody likes being told what to do. Yeah, yeah, of course. And most people didn't realise how much Jeunesse bailed us out. Most people just looked at them and said, oh, they're just making too many changes. But really, Jeunesse bailed us out. Yeah. And Jeunesse has paid me now the whole time, all through my sickness and everything, I continued every week to get paid. Yeah. Um, per the old comp plan that I had, you know, so we've been really, really well looked after and I have yeah, a lot good. of allegiance and, and, and loyalty. That's I mean, awesome. you, you know, you can say I'm quite loyal. I've been with my husband 31 years. So I'm yeah. going to stay with another company. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I get that. I get that. So what, so what's Jeunesse do? What, what's the 30 second pitch of what Jeunesse does? All, all anti-aging products, a lot of stem cell based products. Okay. And, um, Basically looking after your internal and external health, yep. which is what I need. So I'm Perfect right where timing. I need to be. <laughs> <laughs> so moving forward now, obviously, um, when so when did you find out about your, your cancer scare? Or November. actually your cancer? Sorry, November, it's not a scare, it's real. Yeah, November yeah. 2017, just before I saw you. Yeah, basically. wow. Yeah. So yeah. November, we're now in October, October. so it's nearly a year. Mm. And what a year, hey? Yeah, the, the first half was really tough. Yeah. Um, and and thank God went really quickly. <laughs> yeah, but which is a which yeah. is a good thing. Yeah, um, I don't know if I told you, but I was actually in a six day intensive advanced coaching course when I found out. Oh wow! Yeah, so the coaching course started on Sunday. Yep, and um, went through to Saturday. And on on what sort of coaching? Business coaching. Business coaching. Yep. Yeah. Um, and um, on the Monday night. I get home late because a long course. Get home at eight thirty, and my best mate. He's sitting, he's outside waiting to walk in. He knows that Anthony and the kids are at home and he knows I hadn't arrived yet. So as soon as I drove in and he walks in behind me and it's about the first, it's the first time I've ever sworn in his face mm. because, you know, when your doctor is hand delivering your results, yeah. it's not good. Yeah. So um, I the, he put the piece of paper. We, we basically just left the kids in the lounge room and Anthony mm-hmm. looked at him too when he walks in and goes, oh, yeah, yeah bigger than that. And, um, and so we just kind of flopped on the floor of the office with small talk and this mm-hmm. piece of paper sitting between us. Sitting there. And But I, I actually had already known. I was just waiting for the formal results. Because so did you know before your test? No. So you had no idea no. when he arrived or obviously no, when was, you saw him you knew. So there were two tests. So the first yeah. test, you, you know, you mammogram and stuff and I didn't know. Then they do a callback. Yeah. And most a lot of women get a call back and it's nothing. Mm. So I was convinced it would be nothing. But as I'm lying there and they're doing this guided biopsy, the doctor comes into the do the biopsy and the technician says, "It's not a cyst." <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's it then. So I knew then. Yep. And that's what I'd already rung Anthony and I said, "It's not a cyst." Yeah. And um and so that was on the Friday, and I was with you know um. Breast screen Queensland. I was in in the public system just because mm-hmm. it's easy to get it done. Yep. But suddenly they told me I wouldn't get my results until the following week. For a Ooh, whole seven really? days. I said no, no, this no. This is no. after the comment. Yeah, yeah. I said wow. no, no. I can't wait. She goes, we won't have a specialist here to tell you until then. And I said, well, that's not good enough. Anyway, so I rang my GP, who's yeah. all over my stuff, and I said to him, um, they don't think I can get my results till Friday. What can you do about it? And he rang up and got them on Monday and said, mm. gave them to me Monday night. So he's come around, you sat on the floor in your office. Yeah. Do you break down? Do you? No. No. Because you're a pretty strong woman. Yeah. And I've only cried three times. They were very short and they were in the car. Okay. You know, and that was. On your own? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You let it out. Get over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Don't dwell on that. We're fixing this. But the good news is that my mate had booked 
all of my scans and all of my doctor's appointments yeah. before he'd even seen me. And um, so I had a plan. You know when you're already in action? Yep. And so it's all, you know. You know if, what you got to do. Yeah. And so I think it was a real surreal sleep. I know I slept that night, but it was kind of a bit. Sort of not really asleep. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went back to the course the next day and I said to the facilitator and uh, I said, look, um, this is really odd, but, you know, I've just been diagnosed back and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to stay in the course and come and go as you need to or do you want to leave and do it, you know, in six months' time? I said, well, I actually really like to stay. And is that to keep yourself busy? Yeah, because you can't sit around. You, you don't want to sit around between scans, do yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. And the kids were at school and or whatever. So Had you told the kids? No, Did you tell them that no, night? no. We didn't tell them that night. Okay. No, um, we didn't tell anybody because you just want to find out more information. Because yeah. you can Get either the full details, yeah. work out exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah, I think it was a day and a half later that we told everybody. And what the kids? How do you how do you break that to a 15 and 13 year old? I have completely forgotten. Yeah, I do not remember telling the kids. Yep. Um, yeah, isn't that weird? Don't remember. No, well, that's obviously one of those yeah. moments you don't want yeah, to remember. That's so. right. That's right. But they've they've done. And what did they really do well. though? Like, how have they handled the last twelve months? Because and it, it's got to be tough for them as well. Like, obviously, it's tough for Ant because yeah, he's going oh, through it four times. Yeah. And, yeah. But at the same time, is like you're just going through a process that you have to go through. Yeah. And I think. And and well, Simone got pretty quick a couple of years ago, and we yeah. went through it. it. wasn't the same process, but some sort of similar stuff. And I just did what I had to do because you had to do what you had to do. And yeah. then I broke down afterwards, yeah, yeah. because it, it was like she got better, and it was just like, oh fuck, like yeah, that happened. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I think for kids, because we we don't really take into consideration what because they don't talk much; they're teenagers. No, how how have they handled the last nine months? Well. They were pretty quiet, I think, in the beginning, yeah. and and because we we're going on that holiday that we yeah, were yeah. with you, um, it, it, to some extent they thought everything was okay. And the other thing is, that, I mustn't be that bad because we're going on a cruise. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> yeah. that's right. And their grandma also was going on the cruise, and she yeah. just had a, a mastectomy, and she was able, she was going to be fine, yeah. you know. So we did have the "she'll be right" attitude, uh-huh. um, because I really did believe that. Yeah, and. So the kids just stepped up a little bit and the teenagers didn't step up a yeah. lot. Um, and I basically just said um, whatever's in the kitchen and, I, you know, people would drop food off. And, um, it's pretty amazing how the village comes the together, village isn't it? The village came together, yeah. So I didn't do much. I yeah. actually went about getting an A-plus in Netflix. Awesome. And did you succeed? I did, man. I got through the whole suits. I got through, <laughs> you know, movies. A, and and uh, that was that was. I had to have a goal yeah. and that was my goal. Well, it's good to have goals. <laughs> That's right, A+, plus in Netflix. <laughs> yeah, and I've got a couple of clients now, coaching clients, and um, they've got some illness things yep. going on while they've got business. But that's my that's my comment to them. You need an A-plus in Netflix because mm. you've got to stop yep. and do nothing. And that's the thing they don't do. People right. don't stop and get better. That's right. And I think that's one of the amazing yep. things that you've done is, and you're still on the journey, but is you've actually said, no, nah, fuck it. This is about me. Yeah. I have to get better because it's not just me, it's my family. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, I'm fortunate that financially I could do that. And and Anthony works for himself. He was able to keep working. I still got paid from Jeunesse. And so financially I could do that. But it does worry me when somebody doesn't have that financial ability to stop. You know, that that's tough. And that stress is just tough on top of the tough, isn't it? Really? yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So we're in the in the office, we've been 
told the bit of paper's still on the, mm. the bench. You nearly nothing said. You're just all looking at each other. Yeah. Going, we all know what's there. It's, yeah. uh, and do you then go into oh shit mode or do you go into let's fix it mode? Are you going to Google mode? You do? Yeah, you totally go, what the hell is this one? Yeah, and, what's you this, know, word what's this mean? mean? And yeah. yeah, you just go into research and you mm-hmm. not you don't take it on emotionally as much as you, you think you would. Yep. You, you just have to just plot along. So you decide to get a double mastectomy yeah. and all the tissue gone. Yeah. Yeah. How's that decision made? Um, oh, so Was that I, easy? It was think? for me because yeah. I saw and don't want to put things in people's minds, but uh-huh. but I met a few women who'd had lumpectomies mm-hmm. and then the so cancer. So that came, way they just they take, just the, take cancer the cancer out, out yeah. and leave all the rest of the tissue and you've got to make sure they've got enough around enough um, margin. And um and too often it's come back. Okay. And not necessarily it's the same cancer. It could be the other Somewhere type of else, cancer too. Yeah. No, well, it could also be breast cancer but a different type of breast cancer. And mm-hmm. I had to research all the different types of cancer and all the different types of chemo and all that. And and I just said, I don't ever want to go through this again. And I can't imagine, um, I, well, you know, a 50-year-old boobs compared to, you know, new yeah. New fake ones. Well, I might well go two new fake ones, right? Um, so <laughs> it's it was, going, yeah, baby. Let's yeah, <laughs> that's the aesthetics there. Yeah. Totally. Inconvenience and the whole bit. So, so uh, was that, that wasn't was hard. that that wasn't that hard? No. So, are you looking back now saying that was the best decision to make? Totally, yeah, totally the best decision because the cut reco- you recover once. Yep, you know, and and then you you go on and do they they have these these things called expanders. So they, they under the muscle they put yeah. this sort of balloon that's uh-huh. not blown up and it's got compressed air canisters in it. Okay. And they give you these um, remote controls and you just find the beep and you go and a little bit of air comes out and they blow up a little bit. So I have blow up boobs. They're nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah excellent. And so you get to choose how far you want to blow them up to. So today, let's go big. <laughs> oh, they don't go down. You just uh, keep blowing okay. up. You know? <laughs> so I go to Anthony. It was supposed to be sexual, but, you know, in my dreams. Honey, blow my boobs up, you know. But <laughs> where's, the, where's the remote? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. It's great yeah. that you can laugh about this stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, so gotta have fun. What's next? We're we're now we're we're <sighs> on our recovery mode. You're, you're back in business. Oh mate, I am what's, having uh, you're you're now I saw the other day you're a qualified coach. Yes. And what's that qualification in? Um I'm a business coach for UC Pro for um Ultimate Coach Pro. And the thing about coaching is there aren't many organizations that you get certified through or that you have proper um accreditation through. Yep. And so so I've gone to a few different places and done their training and, and got a whole lot of um, processes and everything. And um, it now means that I have an incredible process for taking people through um, achieving their dreams, basically. Going their and goals. is that for existing businesses or new businesses or what's the what's the sort of – what's your client base you're looking at? Yeah, so I focus on new and aspiring business uh, – sorry – successful and aspiring business women. Mm-hmm. So it can be for new businesses. Um, most of the people I'm working with at the moment are um, have a business and they want to grow it. Yep. And so we want to, you know, grow the profits and not the amount of time that they're spending in the business. So everybody needs more time back. Yes. And so we, we work on efficiencies and um, and processes. I heard a little whisper word there. You said women. So is that what the what you're aimed at? Is, you know, is women you have to your specialisation? <laughs> and it's great. Like you look yeah. at your book and and you look at those things. Yeah. And obviously, um, being a woman <laughs> and creating that niche in the market, I think it's a great idea. 
Yeah, I I think that um, you you have to specialize. But I have also got a couple of male clients. Yep. Um, one client came to me and he just wanted a happiness coach, and here I am in the middle of chemo. I'm like, Matt, I can do that. <laughs> and and um, we've actually, you know, I got him from a two out of ten. Yep. To a eight, nine, or ten out of ten. From a happiness. happiness point of view. Yeah. That's yeah. great. We just employed a chief happiness officer. Oh, really? Yeah. C-H-O. Yeah. And uh, her whole her whole role, uh, she's a personal trainer, her yes. whole role is to make people happy. Brilliant. I mean, say hi, get everyone on the move. Actually, oh. get out of your chairs. Come on, let's move around. And and if people oh. want to train, they train. I think it's uh, should be one of the core things in business. That is so awesome. It's a great idea. Yeah. And, and I think it's going to make a massive difference in life for yeah. a lot of people. It's about health then, isn't it? It's good. It is. It yeah. is. Okay, so what's your greatest achievement in life? Oh, look, I, I have to be corny and say it's my children. Yeah. I am in awe of my children. I think mm-hmm. they're amazing. Um, like you, I mean, you've just got four amazing you kids. You sit there and go, I did that. I know. <laughs> and they're I still know. alive. I know. <laughs> Despite a couple of broken bits. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you yeah, know, it is amazing, it isn't is, it? It is amazing. And um, But I do at the same time have to recognise that they have, are having their journey. Yes. And and one of the reasons when we gave up our um, citizenship was – oh, well, what if our kids end up living in America or let's say they just go to America for a while and we can only visit for a short period of time. It's like, well, you know what? That's their journey. Mm-hmm. Our parents didn't come and visit with us for the whole time we are exactly. in America and so nor would we want them to. So, yeah, um, kids are a greatest achievement. I think, um, you know, having a 31-year relationship, that's a pretty big pretty achievement. Big. Yeah, That's yeah. massive. Yeah. Who is the person who's had the most influence on your career or you personally? Completely, Anthony. Yeah, yeah, completely my husband. And as I said before, he's had many versions of me. Yeah. And he has he's 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 managed through all of it. And um in the he's built two successful businesses. Um he loves to be fit. He's an awesome dad. You know, he's an a awesome great friend. Yeah, he's a great bloke. So uh, totally he's had big impact on my yeah. life. And when he says he's had multiple wives, he's he's had me before children. Yeah. He's had pregnant <laughs> Megan. He's had breastfeeding Megan. Then he's had the business Megan. And then he's had the, you know, breast cancer chemo that throws you into menopause Megan. So yeah. that's at least five, yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> and he's still around. Well done, Ant. <laughs> Big shout out to Anthony it's all Wolf hormonal. For <laughs> yeah, all hormonal too, poor guy. Oh, man. I, I feel his pain. <laughs> anyway, let's not go there. Okay, I like to finish these podcasts with some quick fire questions. Sweet. Favorite food? Anything salted caramel. Really? Oh, I love I don't eat it because I'm not allowed, but I love it. Okay. You know, Favourite song? Um, Celine Dion, Power of the Dream. Favourite place in the world? Squaw Valley, California, skiing. Or not skiing. That was really quick. Yeah. That's it. the place, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's the place. <laughs> What's next? Um, I'm, I've written half of my second book. Yep. I is that a business book or is that a Megan book? It's actually um, – I haven't got the full title yet, but it's Confidence After Cancer or mm-hmm. something, you know, Extraordinary You After Illness or something. Taking them through your journey and then yeah. how it helps. Yep. Yeah, and, and and then just getting on with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the book, um, I'm now doing the network marketing completely digital digital marketing. Yep. So, um, you know, I'm still mastering Facebook ads. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a forever process, yeah. won't it? Um, and loving that because the best thing I've loved about network marketing has been travel. Yeah. And I just want to get back to all the free travel. That's, <laughs> it's it. even better when someone else pays for it. That's right. And uh, and the coaching. Absolutely love coaching people and I've got some online courses coming for that. 
Awesome. Well, Megan, you're a true inspiration. I really, really appreciate you coming to spend some time with me. And as far as I'm concerned, you're an awesome human. Oh, Thanks so much. You are awesome human too. Thank you so much for your time. Excellent. Thanks, Doc. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. And what an amazing human. Don't forget to hit us up on all the social channels at BJ Macker and look out for more Meteorate podcasts.